0: All right, Alex, let's start by introducing our audience to yourself as well as Nectarine Credit.
1: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for, uh, for having me. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Alex Armitage, and I'm the CEO and founder of a fintech startup called Nectarine Credit. And uh, Nectarine Credit is um, – uh, the short, uh, short description is we're a credit application management software s- system. And uh, – what that means is that um, in the not too recent past, most manufacturers and distributors, distributors, were emailing and faxing and um, sending PDFs back and forth for business credit applications. That basically complete a very simple task of approving or denying commercial credit terms. And uh, because this system had been done uh, for decades, through in, originally through um, snail mail, physical mail, and fax, people, and, you know, more recently over email, people have just been used to the, doing it uh, in this sort of archaic way. And we've created a digital solution to, to uh, basically, like, expediting this, this whole process. And uh, so the credit decisioning process begins with a credit application. When a, when a, a buyer of goods goes to a seller, and says I want to buy ten thousand widgets, the first question is, you know, they say great, thank you. First question is, can you fill out a credit application? And so we have started with a SAS platform uh you know that basically uh digitizes that entire process and we're uh moving we're getting lots of traction. We're moving and expanding from there and adding lots of third party data and validation. We're connected to more than ten thousand banks for bank account verification and Bank account, um, uh, bank balance checks, and cash flow reports, and uh, and uh, basically doing a deep dive into the credit check and the credit analysis and decisioning.
0: I see. So um, let me understand the segmentation of where you are positioning your product. Is it in the manufacturing sector mainly?
1: It's not just manufacturing, but manufacturing is a key uh, in you know key area we're focusing on it it's It's mostly physical products uh, mm-hmm. there's um, you know distributors, manufacturers, contract manufacturers yeah from
0: anybody who takes orders for physical products from other businesses and need to validate credit of the orderer of the customer, that's, that's where you're positioning yourself. Correct. Interesting. And how long have you been doing this?
1: Uh, about a year now.
0: About a year.
1: Um, we had some beta customers. The... We, we had some beta customers that helped us launch basically. And, uh, and then we you know, launched publicly about a year ago.
0: But you already have over 5 million in revenue.
1: So we had a clearly contract.
0: you found the, sorry?
1: Well, I was just going to say we had beta customers. We had a lot of beta customers from other industries that we were in and previous startups. We recognized this problem and they mm-hmm. signed up. We built a platform for a couple dozen customers who already needed this system in place, who needed the system. And they signed up in advance. We built it for them. And uh, the, ah. the beautiful the beautiful elements to our Um, business, is there's an amazing network effect. And how that works is we've got um, one credit provider that is a seller of goods Mm -hmm. asks each individual credit seeker that is a buyer of goods for many different references. Mm -hmm. So those references, typically it's four, sometimes it's six references. And those vendors, those vendor references Or prospects of ours. So the prospecting for our new clients, people are coming on board our platform because they're being asked by their other, by their customers to come on. So there's a network effect where each credit provider we have will have four, six um, uh, new vendors under each credit seeker. So for example, to just so you understand the, the 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 exponential. Uh, growth of the platform Yeah. Uh, just so you understand the exponential growth of the platform what that means is one credit provider might bring on a hundred customers a month for example and then each of those customers will have four to six references under, under that under him or her right so that means you've got four to six hundred prospects and that's just one original sort of original uh First generation uh, user of our product. So as we add more, there's an exponential growth.
0: So you started with the dozen beta customers who actually ordered the product in advance. You built the product. They came on board as paying customers, and they brought on each of them four to six hundred other prospects that you have started to convert into business as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that. That's that's uh, that's like a simplification of it, but that's essentially how we're moving forward. Yeah, and it's a huge problem, right? I mean, if you think about it,
0: absolutely.
1: Thousands of companies every day, tens of thousands are sending out physical paper or PDF applications, and and are asking for uh, credit verification over email. Back and forth, back and forth. And sometimes the emails take, uh, do, uh, there are dozens of emails sent, and sometimes that process takes um, literally months. And our system takes a matter of, you know, in some cases it takes minutes.
0: So um, help me understand a little bit of how you've built this product. You uh, started off by saying you have uh, 10,000 banks. Now, How do you select uh, which banks to bring on? Is it through that customer base and the banks that they work with?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you're asking – I think what you're asking is how do we get – how do we select those banks and where do those banks come from? And how do we partner with them? Yeah. Yeah, so good question. So, I mean, there's only a finite number of banks – and you've got your usual suspects in you know the United States or uh, let's call it North America, uh, and if you target say let's say you target fifty banks, there's a pretty good chance that if you can get a majority of those banks, you'll have a majority of the uh business out there. so it's a little bit of the 80 twenty rule, and you know we targeted a lot of them a lot of these banks, and we have uh, integration partners that we work with. We have a lot of third-party data companies that we're working with. The credit decisioning, what's interesting about the whole process is the credit decisioning process is very fragmented and, and uh, you know, disjointed. Uh, but at the same time, there's just really a couple very big players at the top that have really, um, you know, had the market to themselves for a long time. And we partner with a lot of these companies. For example, like you're familiar with um, Equifax and Experian and Dun & Bradstreet. And those companies are, um, you know, big behemoths, behemoths and really the, the sort of gold standard in the credit decisioning, credit reports, credit scoring process. And you know, partnering partnering with them is also is also key to sort of building out our network.
0: Yeah. So I'm actually that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Is that you know we've seen a bunch of companies and and businesses, fintech businesses that have been based on predicated on this premise that you're working with is just speeding up the credit approval process, right? We've seen this whole category like on deck. Capital and Cabbage, who uh, do consumer credit, or small business credit, actually, not consumer credit, small business credit, and they use as their input signals like eBay transactions or Amazon transactions and and so on. Um, Intuit is doing a QuickBooks financing product that uses QuickBooks data, proprietary QuickBooks data, to determine... uh, you know transactions and, and and solvency and so forth, mm-hmm. creditworthiness. American Express has a similar uh, you know product. So um, so if you said to me that Equifax and um, and comparable behemoths are your primary source of uh, validation, that would be that would say some one thing to me. But I think what you're where, why I probed your 10,000 bank question is that it takes time, from a product building point of view, it takes time to integrate all these banks, isn't it?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, it takes a lot of time, but, you know, there are... You know, the, I think what's important to understand about the credit decisioning process, if you're a credit analyst, you there's not one there's not a there's not a one right answer when you're when you're uh, giving some giving a company or consumer credit everyone's going to have a different answer so so in other words different credit analysts will have different answers but also you're dealing with imprecise uh, or maybe not well sure imprecise but also missing data it's a bit like you know it's a bit like putting a puzzle together in the dark you know or partly in the dark so there are what we're doing is we're providing a platform with tools and data and analytics and the credit analysts who use our platform can then take those data points and use them uh, to to their you know to fit their own algorithms and their own credit decisioning models so you know what what that really what that really looks like is that everybody has a different answer when it comes to credit decisioning, because everybody values data points differently, and um, it's it's uh, it's there's no there's no right answer. But our job is to basically provide as much data and as many options, you know, good options that people can use. So, to go back to your comment on the ten thousand banks, just having bank account verification and just getting uh, data on uh cash getting cash flow data or say like the maturity expiration dates of a credit line like that that may not be in fact i'm certain it's not enough information to you know for a credit analyst to decide on credit so they take that they take a lot of things into consideration so our job is to 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 offer a lot of data and a lot of analytics and part of that includes partnering with people so we you know you can't you can't do it alone right and even even the, the behemoths uh, D and B, and I don't mean that derogatory at all. Like the the, the big companies, Experian and D and B, they they are not primary source sources for their data. They collect their data from from their partners as well, and so it's uh, it's it's a collection game in that sense.
0: Yes, well, um, I guess the 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 trend that I've seen in this market is that. People kind of zero in on one set of data and develop a set of heuristics based on which they are making these decisions. Right? You know, if you look at Cabbage, for instance, they weigh very heavily online transactions and they kind of look at the transaction volume and they are willing to lend against that transaction value volume and that's their primary heuristic. Um, In the case of Intuit, they're basically using QuickBooks data and that's their and they've developed heuristics on top of that data so so yours is you're not a a proprietary data provider or you're not a you're basically bringing on a lot of data signals and and then you're offering heuristics on those different data signals so i'm curious on how did you get the company going what you know what was like a minimal viable product for a company like what you're talking about
1: yeah, that's uh that's a the million dollar question. The M V P um debate uh is discussed and uh you know, um passionately debated on every startup blog and podcast, uh, you know, from Silicon Valley to the other side of the world. Um, you know, um you know there's a, there's the expression you shouldn't be you shouldn't uh sorry, let me see if I can get this right the uh, if you if you launch your product and you're not embarrassed of it, then you waited too long right This is a common uh, a common uh, oft spoken about quotation and uh, while there is truth to that, uh, we knew you know we do have some competition, but our competition is also quite fragmented and uh, but some of our competition is basically these this old router, rudimentary system of going back and forth over email and fax and the bank account verification which is a key element of our platform we knew we had to have because the system for current the current system for bank account verification is 100% broken it's manual it takes mm-hmm. time it takes uh, you know, 24 hours to 24 days, sometimes longer. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, it doesn't take, you know, it doesn't take a Harvard grad to realize that there's a better system than calling your your bank, calling a banker at you know city, small business banker at City or Bank of America, and saying I need to confirm the following bank account, and setting up a relationship with that person and going back and forth. And saying yeah, I'll get that to you, Alex. We hope we hope to get it to you by the end of business tomorrow. And then it doesn't come, and then they say look for a confirmation email. And then it goes back and forth a few times. And we just knew that that system was broken. And so we knew that if we could come to to market with something that was not just a little better, not just a lot better, but you know orders of magnitude better, we could mm-hmm. we could get some market share. And so building your question about building the platform, this was you know what kept. You know our team up at night because you know what what do you launch when your competition is um, you know a manual system you want you don't want to come out with something that's so um, uh, what's what's the word so so futuristic that it turns people off but you want to come up with something that's that is futuristic that they realize it's worth the time and effort and money to, you know, to invest in this because it'll quickly start saving them some, some time. So So in
0: your case, um, um, the bank account verification was almost like table stakes. It's a low hanging fruit. It has to be done that that's where you started. Was there anything else that fell in that category that needed to be absolutely needed to be in the minimum viable product in your 12 beta customers?
1: Yeah, so um, that's a good question. Um, there are a, there were a lot of things. You know, when you it's interesting when you talk to a customer or a prospect or even an you know, um, you know an investor in your company. Everybody has a different opinion on what is uh, what is the MVP and what they have to have, and uh, it's it's a. It's, Full disclosure, it's a struggle because everybody says they want something, and then when you actually like look at the data, sometimes they're not using what they said they had to have.
0: Mm -hmm. Sure.
1: So that that's a that's a real challenge, not just for us, but other. You know, we're a startup. You know, to some extent, we're a startup. We have nice traction, but I've spoken with companies who are doing, you know, orders of magnitude. Of revenue over our over where we're at, and they have the exact same problem that customers say they have to have something, and
0: we need they don't it use to, it.
1: to yeah and then they yeah well they use it or to to you know very little
0: spend. but if the, if now that you have some data and you have a quite a few customers, uh, what are some of the more actively used features that you put in early on that are part of the success factor of your Product
1: um, yeah, so well, the bank account verification is a key component, and like you said, it, it was low low hanging fruit in terms of that we knew something we knew that that was a, a product feature
0: requirement sure that
1: yeah requirement that we had to have, but really the whole process of the, I think it's important to note that the credit application process for small businesses. Was broken. It really was broken to the to to the extent that companies don't get credit, not because they have bad credit, but because the system is broken. People don't get faxes. Bank accounts don't don't uh, that, or, uh, banks don't verify bank accounts because they didn't get the fax or they didn't get the email or it just went into an info at Bank of America, or, you know, info at Wells Fargo, and it,
0: so you're saying you just digitizing the process and the workflow was. Part of the minimum viable product.
1: Yeah, and so exactly. For us, that's exactly right. You, you hit the nail on the head. For us, it's not like this bell and whistle and this feature and that feature. For us, it was like, how do we make the process that, that flow? And for, for the credit provider, that, that flow is like a three-step process, and it takes less than five minutes to basically build a credit application and then send it out to your customers it takes seconds. Whereas before, it didn't take seconds. It took much longer, minutes or 20 minutes. And for the credit seeker, that flow is a six-ish, six or seven-step process to basically just go through and answer questions on the fields, uh, through the fields, answer those questions. And then, you know, of course, you know, we're like, we're at MVP 2.5 or something now. You know, I don't know where we're at. But we're always adding little additions to to increase that efficiency and decrease the friction. That's our main goal because we want it was a it was a friction full process before and we're trying to make it frictionless. And so we're always trying to find ways to um improve that. And so it's hard for me to talk about individual feet. I can talk about features, but it's hard for me to really talk, talk about it. It's not a very sexy business.
0: No, I'm not
1: to- thinking sense. about
0: features. I'm thinking about what are the data signals and heuristics that are driving this decision that are being automated. That's where, I, that's okay, what I was trying so gauge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fair question. So I can give you a, an anecdote. You know, one of the things that we've discovered is that it's a, uh, the, a credit seeker, a buyer of goods, is tired of filling out credit credit applications. You know, dozens of times a month, or maybe in some cases, dozens of times a week. And it's essentially all the same data, right? It's your name, it's your company name, it's ownership—who owns what? Is it an LLC? Is it a C corp? Is it a sole proprietor? Where is the company based? The website, you know, all this standard information. It's like Everybody asks the same thing. You know, ninety, eighty to ninety-five percent of the data is the same data on every single credit application, and so we solve that problem by allowing credit providers to, you know, build a, their custom credit app. They everybody has ninety percent of the same information, and then there's custom fields that they can add. But what we haven't, what we haven't quite solved yet, but we hope to, is the other side of the equation, which is the credit, the poor credit seeker is filling out the same form again and again. And so mm-hmm. we are collecting lots and lots of data, right? Every day when people sign up, credit seekers, credit providers, buyers and sellers, when they're signing up, we're collecting data. And so one of the things we've realized is that these credit, and it's obvious, right? Thinking about it from this sort of yeah. 30,000 foot view, is that the credit seekers are just sick and tired of filling out this information. So now we're creating an onboarding for them you basically never have to fill out a credit application again. They fill it out one time and they build their profile. And then the only thing they have to do every time and of course this is also a networking effect, right? And we'll talk about that yeah. in a minute. But what that is, is the credit seeker that buy the buyer who's constantly going out to distributors or manufacturers or whatever, and they're going out and and uh and filling out the same credit app. It's not really the same one, but it's the same data every time again and again. And so what we're building is a way for them to, we're building a way for them to build a profile one time and never, and never. And then
0: auto-populate the form. Sorry? And then auto-populate the applications.
1: Exactly, yeah. And so then the only thing they do is, when somebody says, "Please fill out my paper application," it's in the PDF and the fields are locked. I mean, you've probably had this in your life. The fields are locked, or they fill out. You fill out a Word doc, and it wraps around to the next page and knocks down the text. It's just a nightmare. And imagine doing that like a dozen times a month. You just have a full-time person to do this. And so, you know, the obvious logical step was to to feed, you know, both ends of this equation. And so that's you know a, an example of a feature that's that uh, wasn't in our minimum viable product, but, you know, you know, it's certainly like MVP, two-point, whatever we're at.
0: Right. So, um, Alex, how did you get your first customers? Like a lot of the trick in all this is to get those first dozen beta customers. How did you get them?
1: So we have... We have uh, some other businesses that we've run in the past, and uh, they're e-commerce. A couple of them are e-commerce companies, and those companies, uh, we had relationships with suppliers and distributors, and we knew uh, we knew that space quite well, and we mm-hmm. knew that this was a problem, so we had, uh, it was more than a dozen, but we had, uh, hun- well, we had hundreds of uh relationships with companies in various you know all roughly in the same sector but you know let's call it packaging and um packaging and plastics and contract manufacturing and Mm -hmm. we had hundreds of contacts in that space and we went to them and said you know we've done business in the past we know this is a problem we filled out your credit application how can we make this process, you know, any any easier for you? You know, we surveyed them, and then we went back to all of them and said, "Here's our some wireframes. Would you sign up at a discount? You know, if you sign up today." And this this is the approach we took, and we basically partnered with them. Mm-hmm. That's the way to yeah, do yeah. it. Is to go, you yeah, know, yeah. To go, we you know, we we didn't build anything in a in a in a vacuum, but you know, it feels like a vacuum because you've got your head down and you're you're developing and programming and digging well, deep. But, you know, we had yeah. partners to help us, customer partners.
0: Yeah, great. So you understood the problem from your prior business life and you had contacts who had experienced that problem. So you just went back to them and said, okay, you have this problem. We know you have this problem. Here's how we pro- propose to solve it for you. We have a trusted relationship. Let us help. Let us solve that problem, and that's how you got your early customers. Yeah,
1: right Correct, and it, it's it's also. I was just gonna just to add to that, it's it's important to note that a lot of them didn't even see it as a problem because it's like yeah, like, like it's, it's a it's a system that they've just had for ten or twenty years, and right. they didn't even they're they used even to see it. it
0: that's a, their way. That's the way they do business. They didn't even think that yeah, it's, it's like, coming in. Something.
1: It's a little bit like you know nobody nobody you know 40 years ago said like you know uh, you know I want to solve your telephone problem I can make this better for you people be like, well I don't know I answer the phone and it's fine he said oh yeah well eventually it's going to be mobile and it's going to be a smartphone and all this and people would have just looked at you like you were probably like crazy or from the Jetsons just overly futuristic innovation for innovation's sake right but now like You know, I don't know anyone who has a landline and everybody I know has a smartphone and everybody has, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's just this waterfall of technology. And uh, but nobody saw it as a problem. So you have to just we had to show them that what they were doing. You know, of course, you don't want to be patronizing, but you really need to show them just how efficient digitizing.
0: Right. rudimentary
1: business process is.
0: We have, in the Thought Leaders in FinTech series, we have been looking at all kinds of different customer problems, and clearly, in FinTech, solving various credit-related problems and speeding up the credit approval process has been a recurring theme in consumer credit and business credit and, you know, mortgage financing, um, you know, all kinds of areas. We've seen all kinds of different nuances and, and you have presented a very interesting nuance in a very specific, very pointed, very sharply positioned problem domain where you have a simple solution. You know, it's a complex solution from an implementation point of view, but at, at the end of the day, it's a, to describe the problem and describe the solution is not complicated. There's a lot of integration, and a lot of you know partnerships that you have to create to make this work at scale, but, but it is a simple problem that you have identified in a simple context.
1: That's uh, absolutely right, and that, that goes back to what um, I was referring to in that a lot of people it's a simple problem problem and it's almost so simple that people don't didn't see it as a problem, right? They were just like, uh-huh. this is what we do. We go into the office yeah. and we we email people 10, 5, 10, 15, 20 times to get this credit process. And, you know, typically it's accounting clerks who are doing that back and forth. And so it's their job. Right.
0: right. Now, um, switching gears a little bit, I would like to ask you to take a 30,000-foot view of the – space of the business credit space are there other contexts or nuances that you that are on your radar where there are such problems that have not been solved and people are still following archaic processes and and the credit process is still slow and so on
1: oh that's a great question um we're we're sort of yeah i mean You've just re- potentially revealed a fault of ours, and that we're really focused on like the immediate, you know, three. No, to six you should be focused
0: really- on. You should be focused on your uh, your domain. There's no question. I'm asking you this from the point of view of new entrepreneurs who are, you know, we educate entrepreneurs, right? That's our job. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are. We always try to unearth from people who have interesting vantage points. We always try to extract pointers to problems that need to be solved because there are a lot of people who are looking for problems to solve and start new companies. Yeah. I mean,
1: I guess what I meant by that is, you know, we're just so focused on, you know, what's in front of us like three to six months or a year because, you know, we're, we're young and nimble and we're really just trying to, you know, ride this wave, but it is important to look out like, as you said, the 30,000 foot view or the five year view and, and see where things are headed and, Um, I'm not, I don't have a great answer for you and it's going to sound cliche, but there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of validity to it, but I think the future of credit of our company and credit decisioning is, um, is going to be, you know, some sort of AI, uh, decisioning process and, um, what that looks like. I don't, I don't quite know yet, but I can like, I can give you a flavor of what it may look like. And I believe that it'll be it'll be less manual work which you know of course we are we're we're helping and re- reducing that but the credit decisioning where you know and some of this is already done right the the D&B's and Experian will will spit out a you know this company should get you know the credit recommendation for company ABC is is $50,000 right and they've done that but i think that's going to just get more and more powerful and companies like us smaller companies and you know people in the the, the fintech space uh, will will really start to excel in that but it's for us it's a few years out but you're seeing it you mentioned earlier about cabbage and uh, I think you mentioned um on deck uh yeah on deck and Amazon and you know this is like it's interesting like Amazon offers sellers on its platform financing. So from what it I does, understand, yeah. they send they send, these, they send these emails saying, you know, you've been approved for $200,000 in financing at this rate, or you've been approved for a million dollars in financing at this rate. Well, they're, you know, Amazon, they're not dummies. And they've got some really smart people working there. But it still took them a long time to start introducing that financing. So, sellers have been on their platform for a long time. I don't know what it's been, like 10 to 15 years. I'm talking about third-party sellers. Yes. And, uh, you know, they really just launched their Amazon financing. I'm not sure the term, so correct me if I'm wrong, but their sort of third-party Amazon financing really just in the past, like, five or six years but it was a no-brainer on some level because they know the cash flow. They know the turnover of their products. They know the the speed and velocity, and they know you know they can they can take a pretty good guess at the margins and they know that during the holidays, people bulk up their inventory and in, you know whatever, October, November, December, and they know seasonal products in the summer. And so that that is a credit decisioning, uh, an amazing AI credit decisioning tool that we're going to see more of not just by retailers but anybody in the space right people who are who can see transactions and see data and including ourselves like we we will get to the point where we will offer financing because we will have data and we will say okay Hi. this company this company we we are recommending this company gets 100,000 dollars credit and the credit provider will say no that's too rich for our blood we don't want to offer them that we, they have to pay cash up front, and then we can step in and say, we will offer you financing at that's right. X percent. That's right. Right? And that's,
0: the that's whole game is data, right? Because, um, once you have data, you can play that data in many different angles. So, yes, you are on, your pa- on a path to accumulating a particular niche proprietary data set against which you can uh, introduce a full financing function. Yes, absolutely. Yeah,
1: correct. The data is so, so powerful, and that can't be – um, yeah, that can't be overlooked, right? Like just that right. that comment.
0: And then the, so some of the too. players are in interesting strategic points, like Amazon, like Intuit, like uh, American Express, like eBay. They have uh, they have data, and and they're they're lending against that data. And and uh, and I think players like you who are providing software in this space are also going to over time accumulate interesting data against which there will be additional fintech opportunities for actually introducing a financing uh, function very interesting correct, very yeah. very interesting conversation um, alex do you want to add anything or have i mostly captured what you had to say
1: no i mean that's the that's the gist of it i'm um, happy to answer any other questions you have
0: no i think this is good we'll be in touch if you need anything else and um and thanks for sharing your story
1: Okay, yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate your time. Bye. Okay, bye.